Hey friends, this is Hannah Wedger, an agriculture teacher in St. Paul, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes. And I'm here to talk all things agriculture education related, curriculum, classroom management, FFA, career development events, SAEs, and whatever else you wanna hear about. It's basically me sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with all of you. So let's dig in. Hey friends, before we jump in today's episode, I just wanted to remind you that it is a live recording of Sarah Nursewick and I's virtual coffee that we have been hosting. So please just keep in mind that there might be a few um, pauses, a few moments of silence, and really that's just time that our amazing community of agriculture educators uh, are thinking and trying to provide um, feedback for one another and support for one another. Thanks for joining in and listening, and without further ado, I will let you listen to Virtual Coffee Week 3. Happy Monday, everyone! Hello! Hello. There we go. Everyone's popping on. Welcome to another installment. I don't even know how many we're up to. Six. I don't remember. A lot. Six. Six. All right. Week six of virtual coffee. I'll look at Callahan. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> love it. I love it too. So great. I made these baby Yoda ears last night. <laughs> Check out my Instagram for the photo shoot that ensued this morning. <laughs> Definitely will. All right, guys. Um, as we're waiting for some people to come on, um, make uh, I want you to go into the chat. Say um, where you are and the highlight of your weekend. Okay, the highlight of your weekend so we can shout them out and celebrate with you guys um, as you type them in to the state and all that fun stuff. Ooh, a lot of people went to the lake and fishing. I love it. Sunshine. I think it was warm weather across the U.S. Yes, for sure. Chick-fil-A. These are garden planted, new hive of bees out foraging, sun started teething. Hey, we feel you. Um, Audrey, ocean fishing. Ocean fishing, that's social distancing. That is not something I have ever done before. Wow, these are such good ones. Um, well, thank you for sharing all that awesome stuff. Um, we also wanted to shout out a few of you who um, did exceptional on your green and growing um, challenge. It was show your plants. I really hope you watched my IGTV um, about it. So uh, that is how I don't, I kill plants, but I, Worm farms, uh, I farm worms, not worm farms. Yeah, whatever. Okay, um, Kendra was awesome. Kendra gave you a whole look out her inside plants, her outside plants. She definitely puts me 100% to shame. Um, Lori Sanderson got in there last night. Um, Hannah obviously shared all her amazing plants at home and gave stories behind them where they came from, which was so interesting. Um, Tara shared all her plants and wow, your petunias, was it petunias? No. I, you showed something in your greenhouse. See, I told you I'm a fraud. Geraniums. Geraniums. See, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. The geraniums were beautiful for your plant sale. So if you are in Tennessee, you should buy them from her. Um, and Laura Crosby showed her plants as well. So thank you guys for participating in that. It's fun to see us tagged in there. Um, make sure you tag us if you want us to see it um, at Mrs. Wedger at um, Ag Teacher How To's and we will share those and then hopefully shout you out next week at virtual coffee. Um, so I guess Josie is leading um, our activity today. <laughs> so go ahead. 
I had her 100% asleep and I was just laying next to her and I went to go sit up at 1145 to come to this. Um, and she did like the Frankenstein, like sat straight up and was like, no. So she's joining us today with her little grin. Um, and so we are going to play um, an I Spy game. So this is something that you can do virtually with your students or with a staff meeting. Um, and so what I am going to do is I'm just going to look at the pictures that I can see and that you guys can see as well. So this grid view, I can see all of you. Some of you, I can only see your names, but some of you have these really great pictures too. So I might use those. Um, but the idea is that I will say like I spy something blue and then you guys will have to say whose screen it is or what you see um, or what you think it is. Okay, so we'll do a couple of these. Um, I spy something green. And you can either go ahead and just shout it out or you can put it in the chat, whatever you're comfortable doing. Callahan's ears, yeah. <laughs> That was a fun one. It could have also been Elizabeth's um, green shirt. I love it. Okay, I spy something red. Heidi's shirt is the correct answer. Good. Okay, we'll do one last one. I spy something with numbers. Yes, it's Emma's clock behind her. <laughs> Good job. So something easy that you can do to just get the kiddos engaged and or if you're on a team meeting or something like that, just to get people engaged. And Sarah, do you want me to take the first one for um, our spotlight teachers? Okay, so our first one, um, the, I don't know if the person's here today or not, but it is about engagement activities. So not just virtually, but um, just in general, like when we're in the classroom and stuff, how to get students to show up. And specifically, some of her questions were related to um, FFA. So like if you had an event that used to have 60 kids and only 15 kids are coming, you know, how do you get kids to come? How do you get kids to come to um, meetings other than she said she's just having like a lot of her required like officers and maybe a few other people come. So how do you get that increased engagement? What has been successful for all of you? Um, so Tara said provide food. I think that's a great, great start. Uh, kids love food for sure. What else? Type them in or if somebody wants to chat it out. Door prizes, great idea. Um, so FFA points, I know a lot of schools do FFA points or something and that, you know, gives you entrance into some type of exciting trip um or to go to state convention or something like that um raffle ticket when they walk in prize at the end i love that callahan because then they got to stay stay um icebreakers uh merit system okay again for um, national convention is a great um a great way to get kids to come um why what about ways that you keep their attention, not just to get them there, but also continue um, to keep their in interest in the meeting or something. Um, escape room after the meeting, meet and then a turkey bowl. We did turkey bowl, it was so funny um, this year. Uh, require meetings to come to six meetings a year to show at the fair. So if, if there is some type of thing that kids are, they come to your program because they want to do X, Y, and Z, having some type of requirement um, oh, I, Jessica, that's a great idea to, to do the point system, but that equals money off the registration fee. Maybe not these people can come. Um, switch it up at the meeting, um, crafts, act, you know, voting on the meetings, asking members to be in charge, um, pumpkin carving, scavenger hunt, gingerbread houses. Um, something somebody said, I think Kate did, um, surveying your kids. 
I mean, if we're trying to figure out the needs or the wants of our kids, we should probably ask our kids and not your officers. Your officers are a special breed of kid, right? They're in it. They love it. They want to be there. They're there early in the morning, late at night. They'll go to all the things. We're not talking about those kids. They're going to come anyway. We're talking about the kids that you want to be involved. It might be a kid who's even in your class who's not in FFA yet. And you're like, if there were a way for you to get involved in FFA, what would it take? You know, what, what is that thing that you want out of FFA? And now is such a great time to pull those kids before you get out, out of school because they're actually craving something right now. They're craving human interaction. So to be able to survey them now before you go back to school might be a great way to set up yourself for success. In, in um, have members plan the activities, keeping engagement, brain breaks. Love the idea of brain breaks. My daughter's class does it all the time. She's in kindergarten. Um, and you could do mindfulness. Hannah taught about mindfulness, yoga poses, that kind of stuff would be cool. It's, it's weird. I've done it with my kids and like, get up. You're tired. Like stand up. We're doing this. Jill, um, would Jill Ramstad, would you be interested in sharing? I noticed on Facebook this morning that you got models of innovation for your hashtag. Um, hashtag, uh, I can't remember what it was now. Oh, would you share about it? What you have your officers do at each meeting? Because I think that might be something that's beneficial as well. Yeah. So we called it hashtag life tips. Um, and basically, what happened was at the beginning of every meeting, the officers put together a short little less than five minute presentation about how to do something not FFA related that they could use in their life. So for example, how to write a speech or how to answer interview questions or how to balance a checkbook. And we did one on um, how to cook. I don't remember what it was, but there were just like random things that they taught um, the whole chapter. And that was really fun because they had to learn it themselves if they didn't know how to do it already. And then um, share it with the chapter and the kids had a lot of fun with it. Um, and it was a lot of, a lot of fun for me to watch too, as the teacher just kind of taking a back row and watching them, um, lead it. Cause they lead all of our meetings, but this is a brand new thing we tried this year and it was pretty successful. So we'll do it again next year. That's a great idea, Joe. I love that. It's simple, but so impactful for the kids. Short and sweet too, getting those kids, those reps and, and presenting, um, Nina said, uh, heard of number of teachers turning them into mini leadership workshops and using the life knowledge um, information on the National FFA website, which I know there are a handful of National FFA ambassadors or teacher ambassadors in here that could definitely answer your questions um, about those things. And obviously, Nina from National FFA can answer your questions too. Um, officers made TikToks for each meeting. Yes, video content. If you wanted to know, uh, video content is where you get most of the attention if you're using Instagram or Facebook or anything for, um, for promoting for your chapter. So video content's great. Um, something else I just wanna share, if you're talking about yourself engaging your kids, um, think about yourself as um, like, there's a mood meter in the room, like uh, I'm dead to the world to like, I'm crazy. Um, you always need to be a step or two above your kids. Okay. And even now, like in this, <laughs> my classroom, you know, I still need to be a step above. I know some of you guys were here the week that I wore the, the Minnie Mouse ears. Um, or I had the, I, I had the Disney toys. I did that with my kids and they were like, what? what is she doing? And it got them engaged. That's them engaged. Them like questioning your, your sameness is is engaging them right so making sure you're above it's it's a habitude it's you're not a thermostat you don't you don't go into a room and if everyone's at 32 degrees you just set at them you're a, th a thermostat so you set the temperature and then that brings up the temperature of the room um or the zoom room google meet room whatever um Great. I love all these ideas. Maybe we can niche down this idea if we're talking about like FFA meetings. I think we got a lot of FFA meeting ideas, but also just like classroom, um, you know, engagement as well. That's great. If anybody has anything else, drop it in the chat or you can unmute yourself. We love un unmuting. 
No one else? Okay, we're gonna go on to our um, second spotlight teacher, which is me. So um, I have a little bit of a like announcement, I guess. Um, I am taking a new position at a different school. So I am looking for your guys' advice. I am going from a single person department and I've actually, my whole year, eight years of teaching at two different schools have always been a single person department. Thank you for the congrats, you guys. Um, and I am going to a two person department. Um, and so I am just looking for like, all your advice, um, what should I be thinking of, um, tips and tricks for communication, all that great stuff. Um, yeah, and I also, there was another question that someone else had, um, I think it was Audrey Westbrook, um, about hiring, their program hired a new teacher and her question was recommendations um, or must do activities with that new teacher. And so I think both of those kind of go along with each other. So give me all your advice. All right, I'm gonna start talking because I did this three years ago and I feel like my, um, my work wife, we just work so well together, right? Um, but we decided after a year of us, both of us trying to put our hands in all of the things, the next year to divide and conquer. So there are certain like huge events. We do like farm day, we do a winter bazaar, we do um, like an ag career panel, like these really huge events that I don't even touch farm day. If a kid asks me a question, I go, go talk to Miss White. And it has helped communication with the kids better because they know who's in charge of what. But also, I don't have to like, you don't have to tiptoe around the idea like, oh, did you order this? Did you order that? Did you do this? Dividing and conquering is so nice. And we do the same with CDEs. Like I have my CDEs. She does her CDEs. She does proficiencies. I do national chapter. Um, like we go by our strengths. Um, and then obviously we you know, reevaluate whenever, but so much better than the first year where we both tried to do everything. Dividing and conquering was, has really helped us succeed. Um, I'll, I'll do these as you're writing tips. I'll, I'll read through them. Um, setting a schedule and work together to plan weekly, semi-weekly. I think having a set up time to know like, hey, we're going to have a little meeting because it's still important that I know, oh, farm day is on February 22nd. And what does she expect from me? At that, am I just there a happy face to talk to people or am I doing something completely different and don't even need to show up? Um, I'm trying to keep up with it. Recommend choosing one form of communication, like if it's text, is it DM, is it email? Make a spreadsheet of all the activities you do throughout the year and setting those roles and due dates is great. After a few years, if you're staying together, it'll be like, you know, but it's gonna take some time to, to feel that way. Uh, meet frequently, divide roles, always make your partner aware of new things you're planning. Um, chart of responsibilities. I got a chart of responsibilities from a chapter that had like six, uh, you know, it, it was a California. California has a lot. I don't know if there's any California teachers in here. I feel like you guys have so many teaching partners and how you guys keep it together is insane. Um, but they had this huge chart of responsibility like I'm in charge of the orchard. I'm in charge of show pigs. I'm in charge. And it was like this big spreadsheet. So everyone knew everyone was on the same um, page. California requires us to submit a chart of responsibilities. Audrey, maybe send that over. You know, if you had a copy of it or the state has a copy of it, Hannah would, I'm sure would love that. Get to know this person as a friend, as well as a teaching partner. Yes. This is your work spouse. Support each other. Never let students try and complain about the other. You are your bigot. Like, you guys are the adults. Don't play mom and dad. Like, one asks you something. That happens to us a lot at my school is one will ask one teacher one thing. I'm, I'm usually the good cop, um, but then I've become the bad cop. And they'll come to one of us. So we'll talk to each other. And it's like, did you, did you approve this? No, I didn't. They're just trying to get around. They're like kids, you know? Communicate, um, I love that mine are very detailed. Other people do not like, every chapter's chart is different. Um, is your new partner young or, or uh, old school? Um, okay, so I am going into a program where the teacher previous had been there for 38 years and he's retiring. 
Um, and the new teacher is, has been teaching for five years, um, but she is um, later in her career. She went back to school after her kids were in high school. Um, and so I, I'm actually kind of happy because she is sliding over and taking all of his classes. And so I'll be taking her classes, so it won't be as big of shoes to fill, I feel like. Um, but I'm just kind of curious going into it. Um, like they have a greenhouse and I do not have that currently at my school. Um, and a lot of other events that we currently do not do at Highland Park. So all of these are really, really great and helpful, especially the chart of responsibility. And I think just kind of mapping out what activities we're doing and just kind of figure that out. Oh, Audrey, I like that question. Does anybody do a retreat with just the teachers? That would be so fun. Hey, um, I just have a, a suggestion, maybe. Um, so when I first started teaching, I joined a multi-teacher program. And um, it, was, it was kind of wonky how it ended up. But two of us were brand new out of college. And one teacher had, was in like year 25 or something. Um, and she moved into a young farmer role, which is a little bit different. But um, one thing that I took from teachers that were there and from her is that I look to her as more of a mentor teacher. So maybe with the teacher that is retiring, that's leaving, um, I would try to do some opportunities to get some mentorship. And, and, you know, I always took everything with like a little bit of a grain of salt because, you know, it may have worked for their 38 years. The kids might be different now, of course. But of course, their community connections and like, whatever, you know, whatever might be a really good piece of history from them is something that I really grasp. And I was like, okay, I need to keep that kind of in my, my tool of tools. Um, because, you know, I respected them and I respected what they had done. And, and that was actually how I learned how to teach greenhouse classes. Cause I didn't have a clue. I came from a cow background and was like, oh, plants. And so um, I just really, and I only got one year of it. I only got one year of her being a mentor to me, but um, I value that like a ton. And so that could be a, a way of going about some of it. I agree with that. Um, when I first started teaching, I was in a four teacher program and we were right next to each other, all our classrooms. And so we could communicate um, really easily but then I've moved back to my where I went to high school and there are two of us and I my teaching partner is my former ag teacher so that's been challenging but I know that it's going to be important to keep up with those relationships in the community especially if you, when it comes to greenhouse I don't know if it's different in other states but in North Carolina at least in our community um, People are very opinionated when it comes to plant sales and what you're doing in your program. So I kind of went back to my former horticulture teacher who I was taking his place and I was like, okay, can you give me some advice? He didn't want to step on my toes, but I was like, I need your advice and I need to know how does this greenhouse work or um, what did you do when this happened? So definitely um, using the former teacher if they're willing as a resource. A lot of this stuff on the chat, make sure like you have these discussions of what do you expect out of, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, you are teaching partners, but they might just do things differently than you. Um, and even if you do that chart of responsibilities, they might have some like a list of like we, when I went to my first teaching job, they said the banquet is always on this Thursday in May we have to have Smithfield's barbecue, blah, 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 blah. And I did it the first year because I was just a first year teacher in a new state and then like slowly started implementing my stuff, but making sure you have that conversation, like conversations hopefully are going to be easy and great and growth minded, but you know, those are just, sometimes you have to have those hard conversations. Um, yeah. Be, be, don't be afraid to have new ideas and get shot down from time to time. Um, but yeah, I, Hannah, I think you're going to do great. I think all of us think you're going to do great. And it really is. I was scared to have a teaching partner because I had always been a, a single teacher and it was my baby and I, you know, it was all my thing. But seriously, having another person in there is just going to make you more impactful. 
um, and be able to give you more time in the day to really pour into your kids. I'm not saying that single teacher programs don't do that because you do. You do. Um, and there's some advice about greenhouses on here. I am not the right person to even repeat what they say. We all know. We all know. I won't be running the greenhouse. She's going to be teaching most of the greenhouse classes, which I, I love plants, but a full brand new greenhouse makes me a little bit nervous. So I'll just be the helper in that part. <laughs> yes. So great. thank you, you guys. That was super helpful. It was just nice to kind of talk through that with all of you. Awesome. Well, we'll move on to the next question. And I think this question came from Laura, who is here, Laura Moss. Uh, it was on my Instagram. I have not told you this, so it's okay if you don't have anything else. Um, but it was questions about next year's resources um, and where, like, now that we're all kind of shut down, you know, not going back to school, checking out, that kind of stuff, like, where are some of the best places that you've gotten resources? I don't know, Laura, if you're looking for like a new prep you're teaching or something like that, if you want to go ahead. Sure. So um, this is my fourth year teaching. Um, I am in Texas. So I was in North Texas for two years at a program that was very, very busy. Um, we did a lot. I was gone like 45 days. Um, it was intense. You know, we went to all the major stock shows. Um, nationals and all that. So um, I moved closer to where I grew up and accepted a position at the junior high level. So, um, and it's less intense, but it's not as progressive, if that makes sense. Um, me and my teaching partners, we're okay. Everything is very divided. And so I'm not used to that, um, but that's all right. So because of Corona and everything, I'm going to stay at this school, but I'm also going to teach at the high school. And so at the high school, they have me teaching floral and a quote animal class. So I don't know what that means, but I am very uh, science oriented. So teaching floral is a, is a new game. Whenever I student taught, we, you know, it was all animal science. Um, so in Texas, our conference, I believe is still on, but my district is not allowing summer travel. So, um, you know, that hands-on stuff, that's not going to happen for, for my district this year. And so then I was like, all right, well, I'll just, you know, try to volunteer, work, whatever, at a florist to try to gain some of those skills. Um, but, you know, corona. So I'm just a little um, unsure where I'm going to find all this floral stuff or like a really good curriculum um, that's going to be engaging and good and all that stuff. Hannah, I'm gonna let you take this one. You're a floral girl. I am floral girl, but I will be super honest that I'm self-taught. So YouTube has been my best friend um, all of these years. Um, and like you said, I would tell you to go in and hang out with a florist for a little bit. And I don't know maybe if that might be an option at the very end of summer or something like that. Um, and or I don't, is it a, if it's a year long class, maybe you can try and get in with a florist, maybe towards December or something like that. Um, I always like to try and find, um, I'm getting ahead of myself, but when you teach that class, finding community connections to get flowers into your classroom, um, pairing up with the um, local funeral home to get any flowers that they that families don't want to bring home or whatever else is like the best resource that I've gotten um, and then we have what's called Trader Joe's I don't know how many of you have Trader Joe's in your other states but it's basically like a grocery store and they donate a ton of flowers to us um, and I will always just look at those like pre-made bouquets and how they put those together um, and what looks best. Um, with Corona, I did look at the ICEV and their curriculum and that looks somewhat yeah. different. But um, I, we have ICEV. I just kind of use it kind of as, you know, more of a supplement. I don't, I don't really. I'm going to let other teachers pop into and see what they have. Um, I, I looked up and saw that you're in the Houston area. Uh, you can actually um, go work at Southern Floral, which is a floral distributor. 
Um, and um, she, if you talk to Susan Weatherford um, through Southern Floral, um, she actually owns uh, shops in Corpus, Houston, uh, Austin, and I can't remember where else, but if you will contact her, um, she will get you in touch with that. Um, with, you know, you can work over there. Um, it's in the Heights. Um, and also she's a pretty big member of the uh, Floral State, uh, Texas State Floral Association. Um, and so she's real big in there on the curriculum side of things. Um, and so I know that my teaching partner has taken her um, advanced floral kids there um, and worked. Um, some of our kids are actually working on the weekends and during this time at Corona. Um, and so even another teaching partner that's not a floral person has been working over there. So, um, but you know, for anybody else that maybe isn't um, in Texas, work, work, work with them really want um, not just your business, but they want to be helpful. They want to be useful. Um, and they, they really have a lot of good um, sources of curriculum. They also may point you in the direction of, ag, of you know, local ag teachers in your area um, that are doing great things with their programs because they typically know who's making how many, how much you know, uh, orders, you know, how many different things that they're doing and things like that. And so they get a pretty good idea from those orders that come in about what they're doing. Um, but specifically get with Susan and she will pretty much take your hand and tell you everything you need to know. Um, but for the others, you know, use the same individuals just in different states. Thank you. I know I came into my program, um, and my, my poor kids had like teacher roulette for three years. So like they had in the three year span, I was the third teacher they had, but two teachers back, she had done something for um, the district called flower of the week. And so like my first day there, everybody's like, are you bringing back flower of the week? And I was like crazy enough to say yes. And so um, what it is, is it's a subscription service. And so it's how I get my kids hands on flower live flowers every week we do bud vases and um go through and everybody does their i pass out who does what arrangement and the kids get to deliver the ones in the building uh we do walking field trips to deliver to other buildings and uh, the kids really love it especially when they get to deliver to the elementary school kids who are super excited from it um but it's great uh, to get, get hands on live flowers and practice skills, even just processing flowers down and putting them in vases in a attractive, quick manner. So that's something that I know we've done successfully for the last three years. Thank you. Laura, I, um, I know Lily had a really good suggestion about someone to contact. Um, in Minnesota, one of our like floral wholesalers also has a floristry school. Um, and so that might be something to check into if there's someone local that has a floristry school. I don't know if they will be teaching um, currently, but um, we have one and that floristry school is working on articulations even with us so that um, like if I could teach that class to my students, then my students could skip that like int introductory level class. So that might be something to think about too, if there's like a floristry school that maybe you can work out like, hey, if I can take this class or this intro level class um, and then I'll teach my students and send them your way sort of thing, mm -hmm. um, that might be a good connection for you. But I don't know what that looks like in Texas either. Thank you for y'all's advice, I appreciate it. I'll just throw out there too that it's totally okay to be a day ahead of the kids. So just, it's totally fine. Or a week ahead. A week ahead is fine too. Um, don't, don't have to hold, have the whole year planned out. Um, I like what Ginger said too about the um, starting with floral anatomy, especially thinking about if we're going to be online. But I usually start like my first we do a semester long class. My first quarter, we do a lot of like um, plant anatomy, flower anatomy, um, and then talk about principles of design and elements of art. So those are some things that you should maybe think about too, is 
I think it's okay to teach like that science type stuff in floral design as well. Right. And that's what I know. I know animals and plants. So, and they're like, all right, you're going to have to design stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's figure that out. <laughs> Thank y'all for all your advice. I really appreciate all of y'all. Oh, I have one more. Um, you should follow Florette Flower on Instagram because she has a lot of really great um, resources. Uh, and she does have an online floral design flower farming course as well. So that might be something to look into. All right, well, we have one more question for today. Um, and I don't know who it came from. Hannah, do you know? Um, sorry, I can't see. Sorry, um, Jess Brown. Oh, Jessica, are you on? I think you are. Yeah, I'm on. Okay, tell us. Um, so I'm in Colorado and we, I guess recently just heard that our summer conference, which is Ag Teachers, you know, our organization is uh not happening and then i got a case scholarship but then that just got canceled and so um, i kind of reached out to hannah the other day because i am very much so the teacher who needs to see my people over the summer and get my cup filled in order to go back to my kids and so i was just wondering um i guess a how do do, how do we do that and then b like how do we find those resources and get those um, areas of help when we don't have anything. And I know germinate, <laughs> but other than that, um, is there places where people go or any suggestions? So right now germinate's the only like national uh, virtual conference that I'm aware of. Um, hopefully your state will uh, organize or do something awesome. Uh, part of what I'm hearing you say is the seeing your people piece. And I know for me that not only uh, information driven or learning, but the connections with our fellow teachers. And I flipped through, I don't know if Jessica Collins is on here right now or not, but um, Jessica organized uh, with our state board a like ha virtual happy hour a couple weeks ago and it was so refreshing just because uh, I'm missing that right now you know sitting outside of contests in the hallway with other ag teachers and um, a lot of times in the building you know uh, kudos to Hannah that you're getting a partner next year but like I'm in a single teacher program right and so sometimes you're envious of like the four English teachers and that relationship that they have and so at that time with the ag teachers is nice um, so maybe hopefully your state does something like that, or if not, that would be something cool that you could do, um, similar to this format, right? Like that's why this is so great is just getting to see, um, some other people and, and connect with ag teacher ideas. I think you're seeing a need that you could fill. You know, um, there's a few ag teachers from here who've told me that they took this idea and then they started implementing it to their district or their state. Um, you know, you can, Zoom is free right now. So for everyone, so I think um, it's one of those things, you, you know, you see a need, there's no wrong Thing. It's kind of like having your student show up and only one student shows up. That gives you a great opportunity to have a one-on-one -on -one discussion and get to know that person or teacher or whatever better. So I go for it. I think you should set it up for Colorado. I know there's some Colorado teachers on here who would love that. Oh my gosh, yes, Nikki, talk about your um, adopting ag teacher. Um, Brianna's on the call too. Um, we're North Dakota ag teachers and we too were like, oh, all our friends, like we're not going to get to see them. Uh, and we had all these like great professional developments planned. And, um, so we just know like ag teachers have been like, you know, busting it right now, keeping their animals taken care of at the classroom or greenhouses and doing a lot of behind the scenes work that's still happening. Although everything's shut down for most people. And so we organized Adopt an Ag Teacher. So I posted the link to the, the Google form, but 
basically you'll fill out that link and then in the middle of May, Brianna and I are going to get together and we're going to pair you with someone and you're going to get to buy them like a little ag teacher like gift and mail it to them. So you're going to use the responses from their form to, you know, buy a 30 to $40 gift to send to them. Um, something super fun um, that we just decided to do. We already have 174 people signed up. So it's, it started to be like just kind of something fun for us to just get some people connected and it's kind of gotten like really big. Um, so we might have to spend a lot of time pairing teachers together, but the cool part is, is what we're seeing is, um, you're going to get probably paired with somebody you don't even know. So we're hoping that just that simple activity is going to also build another relationship for another egg teacher. And then once you get your, you know, little fun um, package in the mail, you'll post it on Facebook uh, or Instagram, Twitter, wherever you're, you find yourself um, and tag um, adopt an ag teacher. And so hopefully we start to see all these people that participated and start to follow those people. Um, so just something fun. So jump on board if you're interested. Some people were saying um, NAA has been doing um, professional development, which has been really great. Um, also, they have owl chats through um, national FFA, uh, which are awesome. Um, I know Cameron's on here who's on the NAA board. Um, so she could talk about NAAE and then Nina could talk about the owl chats um, if you guys wanted to share anything that you guys are doing throughout the summer. Um, for NAAE, we are just continuing to try to figure out what teachers are in need of and then meeting that in a timely manner. Uh, Tuesday, Thursdays are the days that seem to work best. Um, and they are working on uploading ones that we've done in the past. There was an ag mechanics one that Joey Blackburn did that was really great. Um, and some diversity inclusion. So look for those on the NAA website. And then the regional conferences were all canceled based on a vote that the board did. However, we're moving them all to regional, or not regional, all to virtual conferences. And so please be looking for um, information from your regional VP about how we're gonna execute that. Um, you'll still be able to get PD hours for that. We're still gonna conduct um, business, uh, judge award apps, and do committee meetings. So um, I know region two is the first one and ours is middle of June, early June. And so we're gonna try to do some like fun, we're supposed to go to New Mexico, so they're gonna have some New Mexico trivia and they're still gonna um, send out prizes to people. And so we're still trying to make it something besides just like faces on a Zoom meeting doing, you know, business. So that's what NAA is doing. And if you have any um, ideas or whatnot, please reach out to someone on the board um, or to, Alyssa Smith, uh, who would love to hear from Act Teachers and what we need. Nina, did you have anything to say about uh, the National FFA side? All right, if she, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, um, on Thursday through NAAE, um, uh, I think it's like four of the FFA teacher and national FFA teacher ambassadors are going to present about some of the resources that are available to you for free. Um, so if you haven't signed up for that, that's a great opportunity for you on Thursday. Um, and it's Thursday at, let me look at my calendar real quick. Um, It's at uh, 12.30 uh, Central Time, I think. So I think it's like 1.30 uh, Eastern. Um, I have a couple others too that I think that you guys should think about. Um, and one is I love all of the agriculture related ones, but I think sometimes we need to think outside of our agriculture education box. Um, and so there is a free online virtual conference. Um, it's Educator to Educators, and you can find them on Instagram. Um, but I know that they have one, I think the beginning of June. 
Um, it's not like it's you see that session live and then it's gone. Um, but it is a great way to just grab little snippets here and there to um, help our practice as teachers. And then the other one that is free to all of you is podcasts. Um, and there are a gazillion podcasts out there for you to listen to. Um, and so just type in teacher podcast and you'll be able to find a ton. Um, or content specific, maybe you're gonna learn something, I don't know about animal science or whatnot, but there's really great podcasts out there that can help you um, expand your teaching knowledge. Uh, so in the chat, there's people talking about colleges. Yes, I've heard Penn State, they're doing a lot of free courses that you can take, I think UGA as well. Um, there's some uh, some of the links and again I will take this I will post this on my blog the actual chat so you guys can grab all these links um, the strategic planning your next year's POA um, for NAAE lots of opportunities um, out there just deciding which ones you want to jump on um, and what would be beneficial to you and as we get more information about how the next couple months look in the United States, your questions may change or the things you need may change um, depending on the way your school system or state is going to set up school in the fall. Um, all right, lots of great links today in the chat. I mean, very great. Uh, so yes, Parley Pro Power Hours with Daniel Foster. He is the, the king of Parley Pro. Um, great. Okay, uh, Hannah, do you wanna introduce the challenge for this week? Uh, yes, I do. And do we want to, did we want to let them know? I'll do it after you. Okay. Um, okay, so plants, you guys, you rocked it. Like this was the best showing up of the green and growing challenge was plants. But then my husband was like, Okay, because I was showing them all your guys' plants and my NB was high, very green. Um, he's like, what about all the animal people? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So I know my dog is going to be so sad when I have to go back to work, actually, because right now she is like living her absolute best life. Um, she, like, whenever we go drive somewhere, she expects that she's going to come with now. Um, so she has become extremely spoiled and so has our rabbit and so has our um, our 14 chickens. So I want to see your guys' animals, your pets at home. Maybe you're caring for that classroom pet like I am. Um, so just show me your pets this week. Um, so use the, use the hashtag green and growing challenge and then you can tag Sarah at egg teacher how to's or me at Mrs. Wedger and we will reshare those and um, give some shout outs next week. So great. I'm excited. I'm better at animals um, than plants. In the chat, I just posted three links. Um, the first link is the virtual coffee um, survey. So I'll stay on a little bit after we're done and wrap up so you guys can grab these links. Um, that's just a stop, start, continue and helps us um, serve you guys better over the next couple of weeks. We talked about Germinate. I know a lot of you are already registered for Germinate. Um, we're gonna surpass 200 people today uh, registered for Germinate, which is awesome. Um, and you know, if you're not a part of Germinate, Germinate is a virtual conference for ag teachers, by ag teachers. We have 32 presenters from 17 different states um, giving you content over FFA, SAE, and classroom instruction. And it's something you can keep and revisit as much as you want, watch it on your phone, watch it on your computer, and fit it into your own schedule, which really gives you the freedom to learn around what you're doing. I see all the little babies in this call. It makes me so happy. I'm just smiling seeing all the kids running around or you guys doing stuff out driving, you know, this is PD that you can fit into your schedule. Um, and then at the bottom, we wanted to let you guys know that we decided to end virtual coffee at the end of this month because most people will be finishing up with digital learning. Um, maybe they only have a few more weeks left or school has ended early. I know some people are already out of school. Um, so I know Callahan, it's so sad, but 
if there are a way for you to continue growing in a smaller group setting in June, that's something you'd be interested in, right? So if you are interested in that, the last link, it says email interested in continuing um, online learning. So it would be similar to this. We'll give you more information over the next couple weeks. So we have, I think, three more um, virtual coffees will end on May 25th. But if you're interested in continuing growing um, with Hannah and I and other ag teachers, um, we're going to try and get it into a smaller setting. Um, you can fill out that form and we'll have your email so we can directly send you some emails and information about that. Um, we were told to think about how to teach first semester online. How do we engage? Yes. If you want to drop any questions you have for next week, that's a great one, Kate, about, yes, my school system is also talking about next semester online, so starting school online. Um, nothing has been said, but it's, it's a talk. Um, so, again, I'm going to post those um, links one more time so you guys can grab them. Um, Hannah and I look over the questions you throw into the chat now, and that's how we choose, or you guys can always DM us. I have one idea. Somebody texted me today. So we love hanging out with you guys. We love being inspired by you. It's so great to get to see your faces and play I Spy and see your kids and just, um, you know, I love being able to hang out with you guys. So thank you for being a part of our little virtual coffee group, and we still have some weeks to go. So keep it going. Show us your animals. Um, this week, register for Germinate if you haven't already. And we'll see you next week. Have a great week, you guys. Let's see those pets. Bye. Thank you. Bye, McKenna. Bye, friends. Bye, Tara. Bye, Sarah Nurswick. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when I clicked the link, I was running late. Hi, so Callahan. And it automatically... You just finished listening to Egg with Miss Wedger, where I'm sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with each of you. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned a little bit more about our topic for today. Visit my Instagram at Mrs. Wedger to follow along on my daily journey as an agriculture teacher, a wife, and a mama of two. If you have any questions or ideas on topics you want me to dig in and cover, or if you, yeah, you want to be a guest, you can send me an email at eggwithmisswedger at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye bye, everybody.